I remember taking in college a class. We're talking about parasites and so much parasites and bacteria. Sitting in that class and seeing pictures and all that, it's like, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I want to live in a bubble. (laughs) Pretty much. And I think that's where a lot of those fears can stem from, right? It's like, ooh, there's a little too much. We talk about the church, family, theology, and even entertainment. In fact, if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. All right. Welcome to the Mike Charleston Show. Thank you for tuning in and watching us. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. And today we are joined with Sarah. Hello, everybody. And Chuck and Larry over here. Hey. Hey, guys. Yeah, they are here with us. And today uh, we are going to be talking about fear. Ooh, oh, scary. yeah, I'm afraid so. We're going to be talking about I was, about I was fear. afraid you're going to bring this up. Yes, <laughs> we're going to be talking about fear. So uh, this is a very, a very important topic that we're going to be talking about yeah. today, um, especially in, in light of what's going on in, in, in our country and everything like that. I think we talked about this years ago, actually. But it's always good to kind of re, re- go over, go over it again. Yeah. And uh, so, if if you're not afraid, maybe we can talk about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So fear. This that is the subject, and it's just generic. When there's not necessarily fear and everything, but we're going to be talking about a few things here. And so fear is it's kind of natural. It's crippling and it's contagious. I like you added that yeah. at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is contagious, and yeah. I see this a lot with. Uh, well, I guess it's not just a ladies thing. I guess it could be guys. Um, wow, I'm pretty sure it's more than just the ladies. <laughs> okay. But if one person's starting to freak out, then the other person starts freaking out. And, you know, I grew up an athlete and playing sports, and I always knew that a coach that was calm and collected, usually the team can was calm and collected. But if the coach lost his mind, right, then, you know, then, who, who, then we could lose our mind too, yeah. right? And... Uh, so it's good for us to kind just of just like one of those videos you see where somebody's actually planning the device or whatever to scare somebody, so they'll come up, drop it, and run, and so everybody takes off running. All right, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's contagious. It's, it's contagious. very contagious. Run. So that that was it, it's it's natural. It's crippling. It's paralyzing at times. And there's some good fears. We were just right. talking about that right before. Yeah. That there is actually a good fear. Now the Bible does tell us that the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, right? Yes. Yep. And so there are these good fears in our life. Don't touch that wire. You'll get shocked, yeah. you know, that yeah. type. Don't play in the streets, you know, for, for for very good reason. But actually, most of our fears are negative fears. Right. And actually, these things are actually crippling us and paralyzing us. And we're going to cover some of those. Uh, I appreciate here. the fact that you put it there that it's natural. Because yeah. it is something that is a God-given thing within us that right. we have that's there for a reason. I mean, we're we're there. We're given this fact, this this. This fear, a healthy fear of things to protect us whenever we're in danger. Yeah, it teaches yeah. us, right? Yeah. yeah. Like what the old adage is uh, a child, let them touch the hot stove and they'll never touch it again. That's true. Unless you want them to cook. You know, then <laughs> what do you do with that one? But it's, you don't, you learn real quickly if, if, it, if it hurts. And, uh, but anyway, uh, so some fears are unavoidable, I guess, like natural disasters and disease. I don't know what you mean by unavoidable in that way. Um, like a flood happens. I wasn't afraid of the flood, but no. But just, some people are afraid of natural disasters, and there's oh, nothing like you tornadoes. Can, yeah, or, man. There's nothing you can do to hide earthquake. Yeah. I'm afraid lightning. of an earthquake. Oh, lightning! lightning? Yeah. I, 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 You're afraid of an earthquake. Is well, that why you moved to Louisiana? I'm not. I mean, I don't. I don't live in fear of an earthquake. <laughs> but if I lived out in California, I'd be like. 
dude, the first time I felt an earthquake, uh, yeah, I'd be I, out of there. Yeah, that's kind of unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird feeling. It is. The, the puns Never. are already uh, coming out. You felt one before? Yes, I, I was in California during an earthquake. Oh, it's wow. Very, it's, it's an odd feeling. Were you shaky after that? No, actually, unsettling is a very unsettling is a very good term for it because it's like, is it coming again? Well, I mean, yeah, you just like, don't know. Where do you go? Uh, you don't. You yeah, kind of just stay still. It's, well, like a tornado, they say get to a low point, low. And stuff, yeah. forget whatever. An earthquake? Where where are you gonna go? They say go outside so all the buildings <laughs> could fall on you. Crack open and swallow you up, or. But no, yeah, natural disasters. It is. It's kind of indicative of there are a lot of things we fear that are way beyond our control. Well, like the disease, like you were talking yeah. about. We just went through one, the pandemic, you know, and everybody we, we were unsure, yeah. right? And so there is a level of fear, like, okay, how serious was this? Yeah. Is this a big deal? Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's everybody's getting sick, or are they not? Is are they just making this bigger deal? So we we had to wait and see. But yeah. if it was really, really bad, like if it was what they thought it was going to be, and millions and millions of people are dying, and you know, daily, yeah, I'm staying home. Yeah, yeah. right. No problem staying right. home. Right. You know, I'm like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, during the plague, I'm sure people were freaking out, and yeah. uh, so there is legitimate times, I guess. Other fears are fed by what we read, watch, listen to. So it's actually what we can feed uh, ourselves. So you were saying it's kind of like a white dog, black dog situation. In a sense, yes, yeah. it's, it's what you feed your mind is what you're going to think about, yeah. and uh, so and I know in Philippians uh, four eight I believe it is mm-hmm. where it talks about to think on these things yeah. and yeah. it has a bunch of good things to think about. Right. If you think on bad things, and if you, it's kind of like the the old sad songs, uh, if you're sad, you want to hear the sad songs. But guess what? That keeps you sad, yeah. right? <laughs> it doesn't like it doesn't cheer you up any. Uh, but that's the mood you're in, so you wanna you wanna keep feeding it, and that, uh, that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't help you at all. It, no, um, so if you're but, afraid, watching the news is not going to help you. No, you, you know, like <laughs> well, Jer- the, uh, Jeremiah keeps telling me all the news. I'm like, dude, do you live in fear because you're scaring me? <laughs> so. Well, uh, that is a good point because the news. I mean, I don't. We remember as kids. You would watch, my parents watched 6 o'clock news, and then, what, the 11 o'clock news? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't up at 11. Ten, well, yeah. right. in, in Central, it was 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I lived in Florida, so. But, yes, and then they'd watch maybe in the morning, and that yeah. was all the news you got. Right. That was, yeah. yeah. And now it's 24-7 all the time. And they, so they just make up news. And usually yeah, during that, that time, they would have one good news story. Yeah. You know, <laughs> during the news. But, yeah, now it's yeah, the 24-7 news and channel. And because it's so much and we have so much access to it, we hear it all the time. It's always breaking news. Breaking yeah, and, news. and they repeat it so many. I'm not sure that's breaking news. No, yeah, I, <laughs> I heard that an hour ago. The same thing. <laughs> well, not just news, but like even like health studies, or you know, oh, like yeah. a lot of women get into all this health food stuff. But when you read a lot of that or listen to a lot of that, it makes you afraid to eat anything. Yeah, you know? I know. It's like I don't know. I think we're all gonna die. <laughs> I remember taking in college a class. It was a I can't. What class was it? I don't remember. Psychology. But we, no, we were talking about Math. parasites. <laughs> It, Maybe yeah. biology? Yeah, yeah, it was a subject in biology. Anyway, we're talking about... You're par- talking about polit- politicians? Was this uh, <laughs> social studies? <laughs> <laughs> physics class. No, not physics. Um, anyway, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. me... <laughs> okay, parasites. We're, we're talking about parasites. And so much uh, parasites and bacteria, if 
listening to that class or sitting in that class and seeing pictures and all that, it's like I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I want to live in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And I think that's where a lot of those fears can stem from, yeah, right? It's like, ooh, there's a some little nasty. too much information. Yeah. And uh, we get a little fearful. So uh, we want to break this down in a couple things. We're about halfway, we're going to stop and, um, and we'll kind of mm. give some of the answers, but we'll just, we're just going to talk about some of these fears. So, like, the number one thing here, we broke it down, fear in society. Mm. So, a lot of people, Christians especially, like, we should not have a lot of these fears. That's that's kind of the, the point that we're making, is that fears in society. So, Sarah's asking me, like, what do you mean by fears in society, like, because they're fears. Well, I'm like, you know, whether the economy is going to collapse, yeah, yeah. you know, what about going out and getting shot up, you know, if you go to a mall or go to school That's or whatever. That's why I don't go to the mall. Or school. Or school, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're afraid you're going to get shot up. No. Uh, but, you know, in society, it's, we were just talking about, like, news, news stories. Yeah. You feed yourself with all these news stories, you're going to be afraid. Yeah. You know, right. just like, go. I, I don't want to go out well, there. the economy, I mean, that's a big one. You look at I just heard a couple, was it last week, there were like 100, almost 200 banks in the United States that were on the verge of collapsing. Oh, th- th- thank you. I didn't well, know that. Yeah. Uh, wow, now I'm scared. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but that's a, it is a real fear, but in the same token, what are you going to do about it? Well, you uh, could take your money out of the bank. Well, yeah, you could do that. But it's FDIC. Anyway, the, And then where are you going to put I mean, it's... And a so, shoebox, when your house burns down, it's yeah, all gone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but those are real fears that people have. We know people, I won't mention any names, but they they are afraid the economy is going to collapse and, you know, we're going to... They the missed out on some business go- opportunities yeah, in and the process. The government's going to come and take us all to camps and all this. And, yep. and it grips your... Yeah. It paralyzes you. I mean, we know someone that had a business idea but said it doesn't matter the world's going to end yeah. and I'm like well you can at least try until until it happens right, yeah. you know <laughs> have fun while it, until it happens and I get there is a time where we need to prepare ourselves I'm not right. saying we're totally ignorant of these things it's good to be watch and and be aware but sometimes yeah. we can give ourselves over to politics and news mm-hmm. And, you know, are these where our answers are? I don't think so. Yeah, no. Yeah, so that's the, the thing. So society, it's like, well, it's very vague when you say the fear of society. Uh, but a lot of people can be afraid to go out there with the, the bugs yeah, and the I, I, you know, diseases out there and just rubbing shoulders with people. A lot of people are germaphobic because, I mean, we just didn't even hear these words growing up. Like, no, I didn't even know what a germaphobic, you know, germaphobic person was, you know. Okay. Maybe that one weirdo. Yeah. And I hate to call him a weirdo. But we just didn't have all these weird fears, and now it it seems like we we do. Um, So here's a big one, though. We want to spend some time on here is fear in marriage. Ah, yeah, that's and so so uh, the one thing that we like to do is talk about marriage a good bit, and we've noticed over the years that there is a lot of fears in in inside of marriage. Now we're all married here. No, we're not married to each other, but we're all married people. Glad you clarified that. Just in case people are confused. Um, But we are all married, and some of us can probably relate to some of these at some level in our relationships, uh, in our marriage. You know, especially early on, there's a good bit of fear. Like, how much do I really trust my partner? How much uh, is because some of my insecurities bring to the table that brings a lot of these fears? 
Uh, do I look good enough for my partner? Am I always going to look good for my partner? Are they always going to be pleased? You know, a lot of these fears. Uh, so, like, yeah. one of them was, like, the fear of divorce. And and we would like to think that that shouldn't even be in our thought. Right. But we see other people getting divorced, and I think yeah. that is a, a natural mm-hmm. thing to think about. Like, woo. Uh, are we okay? You know, are we ever going to go down that road? And like, you could say, well, we don't even say the word divorce. And I don't know how many people keep saying that every time they say that. You know, so you, <laughs> yeah. you're actually saying the word divorce. But anyway, we, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about it. You know, obviously, but it's it's. Um, well, I, for us, we determined it wasn't going to be an option. But I understand I what you're saying because you see people that you thought were had a good strong marriage. All of a sudden, they get divorced, and you're like, what happened? Right. That, Is that going to happen to me? That's where I think the fear comes in yeah. a little bit, when you see people that you think had a happy marriage, and now they're not, yeah. and you think, what happened? Like, right. I don't want that why, to happen to us. Because I'm married to you, so <laughs> like, we talk about it. Oh, okay. Yes, that's true. Um, what about this fear? What about fear that he or she in marriage you know, will change? Or, or the fear that they won't, won't change. change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> well, at the beginning, you're like, oh, I hope you never change. And then 20 years right. in, you are not going to change, are you? <laughs> so, I mean, both can be problematic for sure. They can be. And those are fears. Uh, the fear that they will change is, I guess, a legitimate one, you know, where everything's going well. But what yeah. if? What if, And like we were talking about earlier, I read a stat somewhere, and you know 85% of stats are made up anyways. <laughs> but 90% of your fears don't actually happen. No, they don't. You know, yeah. so like your, your fear that this person will be disloyal to you. Based on what? Is there anything right. to base that on? You know, yeah. so we have to learn to, and we'll, we'll come well, up with some, some of the answers. Some people do have something to base that on. Right, right, right. That, that <laughs> yeah. means in the, Means they have other problems. They have. There are other problems I, one, there. One that you don't have on here is, and it, it is kind of a real fear for some people, is that their spouse may die. Oh, that's a good. Oh, one. yes. Yeah. Yeah. For some uh, people, I think that's a hope. Well, yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Which is terrible. I, I did experience that uh, when Pam gave birth to Amanda, she almost died. Yeah. And yep. that was. Quite scary. I, just to know that there's nothing I could do about it. They were right. watching it happen and. So that that is a legitimate fear, but in the in you can't. Some things are beyond your control. So no, no, yes, and then the fear of like, well, if Sarah dies, then I have to go back out in the dating scene, and <laughs> yeah. I really don't want to do that, and I'm no, afraid that, of that. that. And then so the fears just keep. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a big fear. Well, we laugh, but that yes, is that's that's huge. <laughs> I mean, that, like, uh, I, it is a legitimate fear. I mean, yeah, yeah. that so, is a yeah. truth. Yep, it's, yep. Oh. So what about? So, man, we've got three men on this this panel here. So, man's two greatest fears in marriage. Now, we got this from Family Life, and, um, and uh, I wish I didn't show you the notes. I was going to see if you guys could guess. Oh, yeah. but, uh, uh, the fear of inadequacy. And, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could definitely. I think that's. I think that's universal. Yes, yeah. I think we are afraid of failing more so than I think women. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know we're so. all afraid of failing at some level, but I, I know yeah. that men at some point, hopefully, realize that hey, we're in charge here, and we gotta yeah. uh, we gotta show ourselves strong here. And then when they fail, we take it hard. Yeah, which yeah. I think is a lot of why why a lot of guys quit. Yeah, because they failed. Yeah, yeah. And the other one being uh, the fear of being controlled. Now that is interesting. Uh, I yeah, know I wouldn't have no that one. one. But, yeah, I mean, well, because when she told me that, I was like, oh, that's interesting because uh, you've never controlled me. 
uh, on purpose. <laughs> and um, so I thought, well, that that is an interesting one. I could see that that um, no one likes to be controlled, yeah. you know. But as a man, the fear of control, being controlled, I thought, wow, isn't that kind of part and parcel of being inadequate? You know, because if you're oh, inadequate, yeah. then the woman's going to take over. Yeah. Because you obviously and, couldn't lead properly. So. Yeah. And those right. are two huge fears in a marriage that, uh, as especially as a guy, and I can't speak as a woman, um, only when I pretend to be one, <laughs> but the the fear of being inadequate, you know, of failing. Um, there was a couple recently that we were talking to and they're struggling in their marriage. And I was telling the wife, do you know why a man resorts to giving up? You know, because she was complaining that, you know, he, he, he just he quits on the family. I said, you know why a guy does that? Because one, he doesn't feel supported right. and he feels like he's failed. Yeah. And so they retreat to things that they feel comfortable in. And I said, that's why video games are so popular yeah. amongst men. Or sports. Or sports, yeah. right. Because video games, you can conquer yeah. and you can control this. And it's something that you can feel good about yourself. Sports, you live vicariously through the team or a player or yep. something like that, or you go work on a project or work on your vehicle because you are skilled in that area, which is not me, you know, <laughs> but uh, if you're Larry, you can work on my vehicle. <laughs> and, uh, and you still have to make it to get it fixed. <laughs> hey, uh, that's an inside thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not your fault. It no, was O'Reilly's not. fault. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Wrong part. Yeah. Ooh. Twice. <laughs> yes. But anyway, the fear of being inadequate just cripples you. When, when you start to go down that failure road and a woman sp- actually kicks you while you're down, you know, yeah. Yeah. especially your, your yeah, wife. So it's that's, easier not to try than it is to fail. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You right. know, I just thought of this and maybe I wonder if that's why Paul wrote to wives, submit to your husband's. In a sense, to not as a subordinate, but as a help, right? And to give him a sense of uh, adequacy and right. control, right? Because yeah. let's be fair, That's, there are how many men in this world? A uh, couple billion, right? Three, four billion, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right, men in this world. Let's be fair, <laughs> we are nothing. Yeah, in, in no. the grand scheme of things, yeah, we are not no. very important. No. However, God has made it to where we are in charge of our families, and we take that position very seriously. Some some people take it too seriously and control everything yeah. like a dictatorship. But it's it, we take that very, very, very seriously because that's it gives us some meaning in life. Because let's be fair, this life doesn't have much meaning apart from our families and right. our kids and you know the the, the the few friends that we have. Apart yeah. from that, it's like what are we doing here? Well no, yeah, and I was just talking to who was I talking to about how short life is. Because you think about it, it's it goes by so fast. But a vapor. Yeah, that's right. You think you know you live. You think what? Ben's life is shorter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the short life. It's a short life. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> well, it's it, you know it's, it, you say that, and I can understand what you're saying that you know where we actually. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Ben's life. <laughs> no, not that. You know. Outside of our family, outside of our, you know, the things that we we are doing, you know, there's other people that don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what you place your value on is what you're yeah. important, what you're willing to sure. 
to do. Right. You know, which you really just step up and try to do something or try to succeed and make it worthwhile. And, you know, we're losing that as society today yeah. because our values are not on the things of faith and family and, right. and being able to have children. That's all going away and society is beginning to crumble. Yeah. Right. I mean, think if you're an atheist, you have this is your only hope. So fighting for political causes and you know revolution, which I never understood. So we're like going to fight for revolution for the next generation because you're going to be killed in this revolution. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and how long do you think it's going to last? Right. Yeah. You know, because the next revolution is going to take place. Yeah. But it's uh, they have really nothing to live for. Now we have Christ. You know, we have yeah. God, and like you say, our faith, our family, and. Uh, what was the other thing you said? Just faith and family? Uh, children. Being right. Able to, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Life Absolutely. in general. Being able to put value on life. Yes, yeah. that's important. And when a man feels inadequate, it just demoralizes him and he's crippled with fear. Yeah. And we're just afraid to do anything. We're afraid to make a decision. We're afraid to, yeah. you know, should I move? I don't know. It just, you know, then it becomes hopeless. And when you lose hope, that's terrible. You know, like, I, I just don't care anymore. So other than like the two greatest fears in marriage for, for men, uh, we also have, this was an interesting one that we, we just kind of put together here, fear uh, being bored. Uh, you know, that mm. it's an interesting point because that could happen. And I, that's more indicative of other problems because if you feel like you got bored with your spouse, then means you maybe yeah. lost interest. I mean, we uh, there was one point in our married life where we thought, even before we got married, we were talking about, what if we run out of things to talk about? Which is really funny now yeah. to think that. Yes. <laughs> um, or even, I have the gift of gab, I guess. Well, if you feel like you're getting bored in the relationship, that means you've kind of lost that spark a little bit. You've lost that loving feeling. You've lost yeah. that love. I hate when that happens. So bring back. Yes. So. Bring it back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, getting bored. Fear of financial failure. Yeah, that's a big one. And that goes along the lines, too, of being inadequate. Yeah, that's and true. I think this one, though, can go... Both ways yeah. for, you know, because a woman feels like, hey, are we going to be taken care of? A man yeah. feels like, am I taking care of my family? Yeah. This is important. And you're making decisions throughout all your life. And that affects a marriage. I mean, a lot of marriages fall apart because of finances. Yeah. And so that is a huge one. That's a huge stress. And, and in fact, we bring a lot more stress into that most of the time. And I yeah. don't know if this is the time and place to talk about that. I think that's later. Um, but uh, the fear that we can't have kids, that's a huge one. I, I mean, you know, obviously after a while you've been trying and it's like, okay, the kids, we really want kids. And uh, yeah. so yeah, these are fears that happen in marriage. Uh, and, uh, well, another one with kids is, are they going to be healthy? Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a fear. Yeah, I mean, we had one right away, and I was like, not expecting it. We were just expecting a nice, healthy baby, and Abigail had all kinds of issues and problems. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, are they all going to be this way? Yeah. You know, it's and a, not that she was all that, that bad, you know, but it was... Well, no, but it was probably scary for a while. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was... So, uh, you know, when, I think when, you talk about we talk about the fear of a spouse dying right yeah it's fear of a child dying yeah. you know yeah. that's one that i experienced firsthand and it's 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 crippling because i mean I, at one point in my life i thought my oldest daughter was dead right i mean yeah. i'm holding her in my arms and she's i mean she's a she's a mother at this point but i, I mean i thought she was dead mm -hmm. it was a it was a seizure praise god it wasn't you know <laughs> the final but that's what we thought at the moment sure yeah and that is yeah. unbelievable what you think and feel at that point I can believe it. And, yeah. and, and, and just like we were talking about, the fear actually 
cripples you and you yeah. just don't even know what to do. It's kind of like what you're talking about with Pam. Sarah was dying in the hospital too yep. with one of the miscarriages and it's like you're just frozen. Like I don't I, I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. They're right. they're they're wanting me to make decisions and I'm like I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, you, you tell me. You're the professional, you know. Yeah, I know. Help me out, you know. But this, this is my wife. We're, it's Her life is on the line. I don't know what to do. I'm, right. I, I, yeah. I didn't go to medical school here. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so that's fear in marriage. Uh, we got to move right along here. How about fear in parenting? Yeah. Now, this one's, a, this one's close to our hearts. Uh, this one's a big one. And we kind of talked about this a little bit Sunday, but... You know, the, the fear in parenting. So you get your kids, they're born, your first one's born, everything's excited, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, I'm yeah. a parent. Yeah. I'm in charge of everything. And then the responsibility, just the weight of that just comes on you, and we and hopefully it comes on you, and you take yeah. it seriously. <laughs> yeah. um, but in that fear, uh, in that part of it, of having a child and raising that child, uh, there's a lot of fears that go along with that. Can we fears. afford this child? You know, that was uh, a lot of people asked if we were afraid. We started having a lot of children and like, can you afford these? And I'm like, I, that never occurred to me that can I afford them? <laughs> I just have to sacrifice more. You know, I can't yeah. have what you have, maybe, but right. I'm just going to have to give up uh, my life, <laughs> you know, for the sake <laughs> of my kids. And I think it's worth it, you know, but um, and, and we, they have nice things, you know, I'm not <laughs> destitute here, but can we afford them? And I know what they're saying, you know, because in our world, in our first world, uh, we're thinking of insurance. We're thinking of all these, you know, important things, school, you know, can you afford school? And I was like, well, I can afford to keep them at home, right? Yeah. So, they're already here. So. That's right. <laughs> well, I, another people talk about how expensive they are to have kids. Clothes and stuff. I'm like, yeah, if you're going to go out and buy brand new stuff. Right. And I'm like, who's going to buy? Why would people buy brand new clothes for a six-month-old? Yeah. One, they're going to destroy them. Pretty much. In about a week, or they're going to grow out of them. They are going to grow out of them. <laughs> That's for sure. Real quick. So yes. just go to the thrift store and buy. And it, I mean, even if you buy stuff with stains on it, they're going to stain it anyway. Well, we just put so, our kids in pillowcases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that would be very flowers. inconvenient learning yes. to crawl in a pillowcase. But yes. anyway, uh, you know, I have it's, it's an interesting thing for me um, because when we were having children, um, and, and you began to have more children, yep. and basically came to the point where okay, we're just gonna whatever God wants, that's what we're gonna do. That's the point in life we were, and trusting Him for whatever it would be. Because you do, you wonder, okay, how we're we gonna afford more if we're gonna have more. But for me, um, I look back and with with one exception um, throughout, I have ten children. Every time I actually we got pregnant, I got a raise, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, wow, look at that. You should have yeah. more. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, God, 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 God has a way. Fly. So. Well, I think one thing to note here, raising kids with fear, it sometimes we're looking at the negative, but also the positive would be fear of keeps you doing the right thing. Motivates you to do motiv- the good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, well, that, that, that'll I know go I'm jumping the, ahead of No, it, no, but that, that'll go with what the ones that we were talking about here, fear that we'll lose our kids. And, well, if you're afraid that you're going to lose your kids to the world, then make steps to stop that, you know, right. from happening. And obviously we'll don't, talk about that. Yeah, don't be um, c- 
con- overbearing and controlling. Well, that's the that's thing I was saying. The, the fear, what the fear. Now, the other one, I'll just make uh, mention it here, is that we that we'll make the same mistakes our parents made, yeah. and and so <laughs> if say we had a little rougher childhood upbringing and we're afraid we're going to just repeat that. That can be a legitimate fear, yeah, but that yeah, will okay. cripple you once again. But the fear that you'll lose your kids. So here, here's a big one. So this is a big one in the homeschool movement because we have spent a whole lifetime so this won't happen, yeah, <laughs> right? <it's, laughs> and we went, we went a whole different route just so this won't happen. And I think a lot of the problem, though, is that as parents, we, we do have that sense of control. And we become overbearing, and we become way controlling, and the that's a problem, especially when they start becoming adults. Yeah. And when you have adult children in the home, the the control becomes uh, what? How does the Bible put it? It becomes a um, uh, uh, your your um. It's a- yeah, I'm provoking yeah. them. To yeah, wrath. you're provoking them to yeah. wrath. That's what I'm okay. looking for, and because they're they're trying to establish who they are, yeah. and maybe they do disagree with some of your standards. Maybe they disagree, and 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 if you're a kid living in your parents' home, you need to respect their standards. There's right. no doubt about it. But if they want to leave and they want to go out on their own path, and maybe it's not the path that you have for them. Having a being afraid of what's going to happen to them out there isn't going to make them obey your standards. No, unfortunately, yeah, no. it, it's going to just push them away even more. And well, uh, and also it says you know children obey your parents. Right. Well, it, at some point they cease being children. They do, un- and, unfortunately. Yeah, well, actually, fortunately, well, because yeah, no, I don't know good. if I want all my kids living with me when I'm eighty. <laughs> yeah. No, you'll be living. That's with That's right. Them. I'll be living with them. And, um, well, and I think that starts way younger, though, because like I know with a bunch of small children, your fear is that you're not choosing to train them properly. Right, you right. know, you go and play, you go places, you have other people over, and you think, oh, my kids aren't as well behaved as the rest <laughs> yeah. of the kids. And look, this know? is a, this is a serious subject because you know, you know we've we've. Uh, We've thought about this. So our kids aren't on social media until they're 18. And some people might like think, oh, that's that's too too harsh. And and then even when they get to 18, they're not like dying to get on, you know, or yeah. cell phones. When when what age do they get a cell phone? And what uh, what time frame, you know, what age and what restrictions? But yeah. you know, when they're 21, and you're trying to restrict that, I think you failed at that point. Yeah. Uh, and, and I get the fear of like, well, but they could look at stuff. And I'm like, yeah, they could, just yeah. like you can. Just, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like you have to decide, am I going to live out my Christianity? Am I going to choose the good or the evil? We have to be able to let our kids choose the good and the evil. And, and yep. sometimes they're going to choose the evil. Didn't we do a show about this we not did. too long ago? Did we? Yeah. 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 Did guarantees we? about raising Oh, kids yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you remember the shows better than I do. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, the, um, but yeah, that, well, that, that is a problem. Yeah, you know, that fear that of fear your kids failing. Actually kills you. Yeah. Or you you smother them and that your fears come to fruition. Well, like in any society. Uh, so you have a society sorry. where yeah. the fear, the government fears that the people have freedom and, and they may not choose to do the right thing, so they clamp down on yeah. them. We call that communism. Yeah. And everybody has to be the same and believe the same. And no one wants to live in a society like no, that. No. Yeah, it doesn't work. You know, no. there's a point where, you know, when we're young, yeah, we actually have to put it. We set the boundaries. We set the limits. We put, we're giving them a safe environment. Right. But as they grow older and they go to, they actually have to take on that responsibility of setting the boundaries and setting yeah. the limits and making it their own because otherwise 
what you say, we either have a, a society that's just wild and crazy or we have one that's completely controlled and right. nobody can do with anything. Right, right. Yep. No, that's terrible. So what about fear? Let's move on to the next fear. Fear in relationships. And this is just, this is for like more young people, but it applies to us older people too. Because there is a fear of rejection. That's a big one. You know, well, I don't want to show you who I really am, so I'll yeah. kind of put my mask on and hide that a little bit. Yeah, because I want to be accepted into the group, and so I'm afraid of being who I am, and and so I won't say what I think is wrong here if I think this is this is bad, and this is where peer pressure comes in, and so like when I'm a kid, I'm I'm 17 and I'm go out with my friends and. And I told my parents that, hey, we're going to go to this movie. Well, I get to the movies, and my and my friends are like, well, let's go to this movie instead. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, you know, I'm not supposed to. And I go with the crowd because I'm afraid they're going to make fun of me, or I'm not going to be part of the cool group anymore. Or... Something like that happened to me. Is it really? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I was told not to go see a movie. Right. I went with a friend of mine. How about and, that? Yeah. And uh, we we went. And saw it, and we thought everything was good. Nobody knew. Yeah. Except for a couple of days later, my mom said, so how was that movie? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? She goes, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what I didn't know was one of her friends who I didn't know saw me there with my friend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. set of eyes. Eyes yeah. are all over the place. You know, Mac, you say that it's just more, this probably is more... Um, pertinent for for younger sure. people but in reality it's it's actually pertinent for all of us because we yeah. all fall the this is what you would consider the fear of man yeah where yeah. we're looked upon and we're not accepted yeah. by other people so we're going to go along with some things yep. to be accepted because we yeah. were seeking somebody else's yeah. approvals yeah. what are we going to allow to that we're going to accept or at least be you know, participant to even though we yeah. may yeah. not agree, just because we want to see their approval. We don't want to yeah. upset the apple cart. That's, right. Yeah. We just yeah. want to go along, keep the peace. And there's some wisdom in that somewhat, you know, where I don't always want to be a jerk. <laughs> you know, I I want to I want to live well, peaceably. You got to choose the right crowd. But I want to. Yeah. Well, that's. But if you're, you're in a work situation, yeah, and um, you can't control the work situation always, right. but you yeah. still got to be who you are yeah. and 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 live faithfully and and before. So anyway, fear of relationships. The last one. Uh, this one, I just threw in there at the end because I thought it was pertinent. But fear in ministry. Now, and, w- and what I mean in, in fear in ministry is that, uh, you know, like, this is really me. <laughs> so I'm always afraid, like, oh, people aren't going to listen. People don't care what I have to say. Yeah. People, you know, they're not going to show up to the camp, right? Which, by the way, <laughs> yeah. the Mississippi Shindig or the Leylon Family Camp, as we're trying to rename it, is going to be open for registration pretty soon. Um, yeah. So anyway, but, you know, having that or fear going out and witnessing yeah. and sharing your faith. There's a fear there. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. what if what if they think I'm weird? Well, that goes along you know? with they, that they fear of rejection. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the fear of man. Yeah, yeah, the fear it of man. all yeah. comes back to the fear of man. Well, yeah. it's it's not necessarily rejection even. It's I don't know if I'm going to know what to say. Yeah, right. that's, I don't that's, have that's, all the that was your big fear. Yeah. And as you, you were saying and, and that was my fear too at first until I did homework and studied and studied and but yeah, what if I don't know what to say? <laughs> yeah, I don't have the answer. So you're saying I didn't do my homework. <laughs> well, no, but I think you eventually got over that fear too. I mean, somewhat, but I still like am afraid. Or well, even so, like when we talk to couples. Yeah, this is and this is what I wanted to talk about. So like even now, so now we're older, and um, you know we've raised our kids, and we've done a pretty good job. 
So, so yeah, I mean, we've yeah. done a pretty good job. We have a pretty good marriage, and so now we're in that place where we can turn back and help others. Yeah, and we don't necessarily need help, so we can be helpers. Does that make sense? So, not trying to pat myself on the back, but we we've done pretty well, and 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 I I you, think we know you, what to say. Yeah, you grew up. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, some experience. But doing that, it's a lot of pressure because you are trying to speak into someone's life and what if you mess up yeah so you have the fear of what if i say the wrong thing what if i lead this person astray there there was a circumstance lately that we gave some advice and it didn't go so well and you wondered did we give the right advice yeah and i'm like hey we got we do what we think that we have to do and and leave the let the chips fall as they may but you do have to learn from those things. Don't just say, don't be careless, you know. But I'm just saying that we don't avoid helping someone's marriage or helping them with parenting or teaching the Bible or yeah. witnessing just because you may not always have the right answers. Are you afraid that what you're going to say is it might ruin this person's life? Wow. Don't worry about it. If you have that fear, it's yeah. going to cripple you yeah. from no, actually it's... ministering. Well, now, yeah. you should be worried that you're going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Don't don't say the wrong thing. But I, You know, it's we're talking about fear, but we look at in the Bible, some of the people, Moses, here he sees the burning bush, hears God speaking to him. And he's stuttered. Yeah, right? and he's, what is, he makes excuses because he's afraid to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, I think... Yeah, I used to think, well, if God spoke to me that way, I would have boldness and courage. But yeah. no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd right. be just like Moses. <laughs> right. I can't go, Lord. I think I don't speak well. Right. Nobody's going to listen to me. And, but that—that's that fear of mankind, fear it of is. rejection. Fear of man is yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. I'm point. not good enough. You know all that. So it's it's real. Yeah, yeah. and and it just. It makes us less and less of people. So anyway, um, when we get back, we're going to give you some hints of how to avoid some of these things, hopefully, and talk about scriptures and and things that we've done to overcome some of our fears, like uh, talking to people and counseling people, I guess. Uh, we, we still have those, some of those fears. So, all right, Joshua, get us out of here, and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening. This is the Mike Charleston Show. We are back, and um, so hopefully you, you stuck around and not been discouraged by all that fear, that <laughs> fear monger, right? Um, so yeah, we really don't have much of a halftime show this this week. Uh, Abigail is still gone. Still, I did I, I did come up with an idea because we were talking about fear that we should have a box here with the clear back so the cameras could see yeah. it. And then something's in there, and then we have to reach our hand in there. I like the idea that it was a live something. We could that put really some like wet spaghetti noodles in there. Oh, that's oh. terrible. Oh. And Sarah is out. No, she's yeah. or, yeah. some like peeled grapes. Oh yeah, because that's kind of nasty. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. If no. you don't know what it is, that it freaks oh. you out. Yeah. We did that one time years ago as a kid for Halloween. Oh, and okay. It was something like that. You couldn't see what you're putting your hands in, but it was just all it was was cooked spaghetti that was kind of wet. Yeah, that was. I've done that before. With peeled grapes in there, and you don't know what you're getting into. Oh no, 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 no! (laughs) I I was thinking more like lizards and frogs. Oh oh, yeah, frog would have been one of those tree frogs. Tree frog, yeah. Uh, 
No. <laughs> oh. oh, what about no. like a, a thing of roaches? No. Oh, there yeah. you go. Let them crawl all along. That you. would freak crickets. Sarah out. Well, you could just do crickets. Oh no. But you yeah, could do the cricket. Oh, that's true. You yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. That's true. Oh. Oh, anyway, but we <laughs> didn't. We didn't have Thankfully. enough time, so no, no we didn't do <laughs> it. That would have been fun. I would have built something for that. that yeah, if we had enough time. Right. I didn't. I just didn't think of time. No. I, I had that was like <laughs> two hours ago. Okay. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, but okay. anyway. Uh, all right, so let's get back at talking about like uh, how should we as Christians respond? So we kind of give you a, a whole list of things, whether you're married or in parenting or just in general in society, workplace, you know, all these things in ministry, all these different things that actually get us to fear. Yeah. yeah. You know, but what what should be our response to that? You know, the opposite of of fear, you know, what what should be our response? Well, first of all, I think we should realize that fear can either be healthy or unhealthy. Okay. Uh, a healthy fear is is something that's God given to us, where we actually have this response system within us that we react to what some element of danger and to protect ourselves. Yeah, sure. it can but, keep us alive. For yeah, sure. it can keep yeah. us alive. It's there for a purpose. But the you know unhealthy fear is whenever you're dwelling on something, you're you're worrying about something, and it's bringing you to a point where you're not going to do something that you would normally enjoy right. because you're fearful. Well, I think we uh, we mentioned this, or I, I guess I did, that it's a lot oftentimes unhealthy fears are things that we imagine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they're imagining. We, we perceive them to go a certain way. Right. And so, therefore, we fear and we don't do anything. And right. Well, there's a movie out there uh, called Facing the Giants, and if you haven't seen it, uh, don't mean to spoil it or anything, but they they do win. Did they face the giant? <laughs> yeah, they, they they. But it's uh, the, the coach comes in to, to encourage the coach because he's afraid because he's you know he's facing the giants, right? No, the and he's he comes in and he says you know it says in the Bible three hundred sixty five times to not fear. Now you, you just try to find that phrase. It's really hard to find just how they came up with three hundred sixty five. But that's still pretty impressive. I know we found fear not or fear thou not, you know, for us King James people, 67 times in the Bible, uh, yet more verses with not be afraid, right? Don't, don't be afraid right. or not be, don't, do not fear. Um, there, it's, it's in there a lot, right? Oh it, it's in there a lot. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, so Isaiah 40, 41.10. All right, now it's time for you to talk now, babe. Isaiah 41 to 10. 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So this is Isaiah, or a prophecy, you know, from God, you mm-hmm. know, fear not. You know, so there's a number of places where God is going to, there was so many verses that we could have pulled out. We didn't know, oh, yeah. you know which ones to pull out. Yeah. Here, Second Timothy one seven says, "For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." Yeah, and if you know the 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 antidote there to the spirit of fear is power, love, and sound mind. Now, when you think power, oh 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 oh, oh yeah, yeah, power. More it power. doesn't mean control <laughs> and all that, but you know the 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 spirit's power, the spirit of love, the spirit of a sound mind. Uh, we don't get caught up in the hysteria of things. You know, we we have a sound mind. We we're reasonable. We think about these things. We don't just react. And um, uh, so the, the problem with fear is that, you know, the, the, the fear comes and we like to add to our fears by yeah. making more problems, making decisions. When you're in a fearful state, do not make decisions because you tend to make bad ones. Yeah. Uh, these aren't good decisions. Take a moment. Take a breath. 
right. think it through. Think it through. Take yeah. a You know, there, there's many ways to calm ourselves down, and one of them being to pray, right? Yep. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that word, careful. So a lot of other translations will see be, be anxious for nothing. So be careful, full of care yeah. is basically yeah. careful, but be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplications and thanksgiving. Yeah. And and so once again, as you start reading these scriptures, you're going to see the the antidote here for fear, and that is being thankful. Yeah. You know, if you're afraid you're going to lose your stuff, that's what I was telling you earlier. Was uh, the problem with Americans is our fears are unfounded because we are we're a very wealthy nation. What we're really afraid of is that we're going to lose our way of life. Yeah. yeah. I have to give up my big house. I have to give up my fancy cars. Uh, God's still going to take care of us. God never promised that He's going to give us a huge house and yeah. fancy cars mm-hmm. and designer clothes. Well, last week we were talking about in First uh, Timothy chapter six, Paul said, "With food and raiment, therewith be content." Right. That's right. That's right. a very limited list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got, like, you got uh, clothes and food. Can we have a house? <laughs> <laughs> indoor plumbing, yeah, electricity. Indoor, yeah. yeah, we don't really want to give up our lifestyle, and so basically, we'll trust God only to a certain point, yeah. and then it's like, well, hey, God, you got to bail me out, and and we get ourselves in a lot of these pickles. Actually, yeah. we take out loans that we can't afford, and or we uh, presume, and and it's like. God's now got to bail us out, and 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 so we, and I'm not judging, you know, necessarily that you know, people have to take loans out and things like that. But I'm just saying sometimes our fears are added uh, because of the decisions we've made. Yeah, yeah. you know, sure. we have to uh, because of the house I live in and the cars that I bought or the lifestyle that we've chosen. Now I have to. Now I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. Yeah, and I got to keep my job or else. All this is going right. to go away. Well, like you said, like you may have to get a loan, a mortgage for a house, but that doesn't mean you have to get a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe start a little smaller so if something right. does happen, you kind of can cover it a little bit. But All right. So the antidote for fear. I know we've been talking about the antidote. What about some of these? Courage. Yeah. Put on courage. There's a number of, look up the word courage in the Bible. Meditate on some of those verses where it says to take courage. Yeah. Um, and that, that's uh, that's Joshua's middle name, that right? It is, Joshua Courage. That's Be right. strong and courageous. And uh, yeah. hope. What about hope? I mean, you think about people who fear, what is the one thing that tends to leave them? Hope. hope. They yeah, have they no have hope. hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're just like, there's no hope. The situation is hopeless. That's why I'm fearing. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, we have a hope, though. And, and, and like I was telling you last night, we were talking about some of this is that most of our meditation and all that is focused on our earthly body. Yeah. I don't want to suffer. No. And it's like, I've never thought that God was always going to bail me out. He's go- He's there with me, not to give me everything I want, but He's there to, He's always there to comfort me. Yeah. And w- if something does happen to me, if I am killed, guess what? He's going to take me right to His side. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. be with Him forever. Yeah. Um, I-, I don't fear who, uh, who can destroy uh, the body. body, right? I fear. Well, the other thing is soul. when the, Paul talks about put on the whole armor of God. Yes, and I know this. I'm like, what does it have to do with fear? But oftentimes we need to go through some trials so that we understand our armor is strong. Yeah, and yeah. not that I want to do that, but not on purpose. No, <laughs> right? But sometimes we need that. We yes. need those trials to, in a sense, test our faith 
to see because not that we need it god needs needs it on our behalf but it's more for us right. to yeah it, it, it purifies our faith right. yeah it purifies us yeah uh, what about gratitude? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Gratitude is a great antidote to fear. What's just like Thanksgiving, the same thing, basically. Yeah. Gratitude. You're you're very thankful and you're grateful for everything that God has given you. Uh, now that's just on possessions wise, but even thankful for the family. Yeah. Thankful yeah. for gra- you're grateful for a job. You know, instead of wanting a better job because you're afraid that this isn't going to provide, how about you be happy that you have one and that you're thankful for one that you have right now? Uh, Okay, so faith and trust. These are a couple other ones. Faith and trust. Faith is, I think, the one you said first. Yes. Like you think that's the antidote, I guess. Well, of course. You know, the opposite of fear is faith. Uh, And that's what I I want to get across is like, okay, so we're motivated. A lot of decisions and a lot of things that happen in life, we're motivated by fear. In fact, we should be motivated by faith. And it's very subtle. You know, like, why do you homeschool? A lot of people are motivated by fear because, oh, the school systems, they teach this. No, I'm motivated because God said to do this. And I want to do it because it's what God wants to do. The other thing with that is we mentioned earlier at the beginning is faith or fear is natural. Right. Some things it's it's natural to be afraid, but we have to say, okay, this is a fearful situation. Am I going to be yeah. faithful? Where's yeah. my faith? Well, yeah. let me put Chuck on the spot here. Okay, Go ahead. All right. usually when I do this, I'm surprised. Okay, <laughs> okay. How does faith come? How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and yes. hearing by the word of God. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're in a fearful place, and and this is like. I'm not going to give you a prescription, you know, like just pick up the Bible and start reading and all of a sudden your fears go away. Because if you go to Leviticus. Like Leviticus. What is that? <laughs> what is that? You may not. You may, st- you may fear more. <laughs> not go there. But if you, if you pick up the word of God and start meditating on his, on his word, go through the Psalms. Uh, there's some interesting Psalms there that, that David had to go through fear. And yeah. that starts building faith in us because it, it puts our trust back on the Lord and not back on us. I know we just got, we finished this, The Chosen, and I liked how they did that last one with the, the psalm. Oh, yeah. The, how they did the psalm and, and tied right. that into it. It was kind of a disappointing episode, except for that part. I liked how they 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 did that psalm. I, I don't, I didn't go back and uh, see what psalm it was of, of David, no, or not, well, it was actually was not of David. Uh, Psalms, nine, was it 91? No. I don't know which psalm it was. Mm-mm. Right, but whatever psalm it was, uh, the people in the the story at that time, D- Peter and and his wife and all that, yeah. were going through a hard time, right. and that psalm came to mind, and that's exactly the way the picture is when we go through a hard time and we right. pick up the scriptures and we read a psalm, and it encourages us, even though some of the psalms aren't always encouraging, <laughs> but it it, re- it relates. It's like, yeah. hey, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, yeah. I will fear no evil. And, and so it's like, yeah, okay, so maybe this is our position, but I'm choosing not to believe it. I'm choosing to believe the report of the Lord. Yeah. And and so it is a good thing to meditate on the things of the Lord, yes. uh, to counteract fear in, in our lives. It's like I know some of us are afraid of like just Bible reading itself is not going to do that. No, that's true. True. No. But, but me- meditation is different than just Bible reading. Well, and also you, you have might to— you might as well start with it. I well, mean, yeah, and you have to choose to say, okay, I, I'm— Feeling fearful, but I want to choose to walk in faith. Absolutely. Right. It doesn't mean it's going to change your circumstances, but it might change your outlook and how you 
Absolutely. No, it's, it's how you feel about the situation. So overcome fear by standing on the word of God. Now, yeah. obviously, that's not literally standing. What? Let me tell you a story. No, I can't tell you that story. <laughs> that's not a good story. But I was standing on the Bible, <laughs> and uh, my dad didn't and like it. And you learned some fear. <laughs> yes. Some healthy fear. I'm not standing on the Bible anymore. <laughs> But standing on the Word of God, that, that will overcome our fears. So I don't care if it's a fear in your marriage, your fear in your parenting. Yep. Go back and, and read some of those scriptures on parenting, on, on marriage, and some of those promises that God gives us and the stories that they went through. And that's going to build faith instead yeah. of fear. Yep. And we want to be motivated more on, on faith. Like, I, I trust my wife that she's not going to leave me, especially after 24 years. If she hasn't left by now, she's not going to leave. <laughs> she's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and I can trust because we have history there. And, yeah. and the faith that we have for one another is, is, is grown and it's tight. I have no worries. I never had a worry. But, um, but because of the Word of God and we want to put that foremost in our lives, like that's just not something we have to worry about, right? Yeah. 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 Prayer, overcome fear by prayer. Trust God. I know this is everyone just says trust God. Well, what does that look like? Yeah. Right. Well, what does that look like to actually trust God? Because when you're in the middle of it, people say, Well, just gotta trust God, brother. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. what does that look like? Well, I'll give you an example of what that okay. looks like. Yes. So if you have a, a teenage daughter who decides that God has told her and called her to go to Japan, I mean uh, not Japan. China? Oh, yeah, it's not China, it's the, the um, Philippines. No, the Hong Thailand. Kong. Oh, to go to Hong Kong okay. and smuggle Bibles into China. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, whenever she's gone, she has no way to communicate with you, and she's over there crossing the border, mm-hmm. smuggling Bibles into China. At that point, you have no option but to trust God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. In spite of your fear. In spite of your fear. Yeah. Yeah, because you you you've learned. To, hey, this is the way you raise them. Yeah. Now they want to live it. Yeah, and you're like, okay, uh, I want to do this wisely, but at some point, yeah. there is going to be some kind of risk. Yeah, because yeah. it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, no, you can't because I'm afraid. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's no, kind of, I'm very afraid, but uh, yeah. You know, you've proved to me that I believe God said, yeah, go do it. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a smart way. Like, Rebecca wanted to go to India, and she just wanted to, like, pack up a bag and just go and meet someone. And I'm like, this is not a great plan. <laughs> so you want to be smart with it. But at some level, whenever yeah. you go and do some kind of ministry like that, there is a risk. And, yeah, a risk. and well, you do like, just trust that the Lord's going to take care of her. Or if not, you know, then that's that's fine. You know, this is this is part of it. And uh, that's this hard is to— th- th- this, this, this is, is So, yes. <laughs> Um, anyway, what you're saying? I was going to say when uh, Amanda and Jenny Kate went to Colorado, we didn't know the people. Uh, you guys didn't. I don't think you knew either. I talked to them. I, I mean, I, I knew them that yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. We talked to them. Better. Shortly. I knew yeah. them shortly. Shortly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> briefly. You were going to briefly come on. Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we that had to. That was a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> We had to trust that okay, we, we this is we raised right. you to do this, so yeah. yeah, go out there and we don't know. Hopefully, God's going to take care yeah, of it, you and trust the Holy Spirit yeah. is a good one too. The it, trusting the Holy Spirit, and I think this is where you know fear of parenting, where we we start out doing well, we start in the spirit, and then we end up in the flesh, and, yeah. and so it's like we we do all the things by faith, and I'm gonna protect my sons and my daughters and we're going to give them scripture and we're going to play with them and we're going to love on them and then at some point it's like you can't make a right decision 
so I'm going to control every decision <laughs> yeah. you make. Yeah. And we don't actually trust that the Holy Spirit is going to bring these people to faith. Right. Yeah, because that's fear. They're afraid right. they're going to make a mistake. Right, that's well, a huge what? one. Well, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of wives fall into that too. Yeah. Where we don't trust the Holy Spirit's working in our husbands, so we feel like we have to make things happen. You know, that's a funny yeah. thing, because the opposite is actually if you would display, in spite of your fear of right. your husband failing, by showing you're supporting him, he's more yeah. likely to make the right decision. Or yeah. if he does make a bad decision, he's going to learn from it. and Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And if not, eh, then so be it. But it's just that fear for a wife to say, okay, I don't agree with this, and I think it's a bad decision, but I'm afraid he's going to make a mistake. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support him anyway. Not saying yeah. that's easy. No, it's not that's easy. <laughs> no, it's, none of this is. I mean, like we said, no, fear is natural. can be yeah, painful. Yeah, <laughs> very painful. It can affect the wife in a very real sense. Yeah. But okay, so we got a proverb in a psalm. Why don't you go ahead, babe, with the proverb twenty nine twenty five. It says, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Mm. So I think that's pretty clear. We, you just study the fear of the the fear of the Lord or the fear. Go go in and, and fear not. And see how many times it is in the Bible, and you'd be surprised just how much it turns you back to God. Put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. Only I just believe. thought of this because uh, talking about fear and real real stuff happening. If you have you ever read the book um, Fox's Book of Martyr? Oh yeah. yes. I mean. Some of those things that, that happened to the early Christians were difficult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's tough. And yeah. that was tough stuff, but yet they endured that knowing that they had the greater reward. Yeah, they had the greater reward. Absolutely. So sometimes sometimes bad stuff happens to Christians. I'm sure that some of I mean I'm sure they feared, you know, yeah, like, I mean, hey, they're gonna kill us. That and, would have been a natural response. Right. But, uh, I mean, if someone, like I was telling Sarah last night, if someone held a knife up to me, there is going to be a level of fear. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. and I, you know, I could start quoting scriptures, but I'm like, I'm this close to meeting you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, so what about Psalm 37, 1 through 5? Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, obviously, that wasn't the whole uh, verse five, all five verses. Right. Right. But the, the first part was, first part was uh, fret not yourself. Fret not. And then it's, it's what's the answer? Trust, Trust the, the Lord, Lord. and yeah. do good, you know, and, um, and thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself in the Lord. So also take delight in it. Don't just... Grin and bear it and just say, oh, I'm just going to trust in the Lord. You <laughs> yeah. del- delight in the Lord because he is delightful yeah. and uh, he's full of delight. So um, it's good. Uh, Chuck, did you want to, you had a couple of verses that you wanted? Well, mainly, uh, we're going to skip over the one, couple of them there, but going to the, the last one. You brought okay. this up from, from Luke 12 that um, the, the concept of, you know, we talked a lot about unhealthy fears. Right, right, right. But the the concept the scripture tells us a lot of times, fear not, but then also it tells us to fear. Right. And yeah. it says, the fear of the Lord is beginning to wisdom, physical Lord. And um, Jesus teaches about that in Luke chapter 12, uh, verses 4 through 7. He right. says, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that killed the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you, whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. 
So he's saying, fear God. Right. He's yeah. been, no, God is God is all powerful. Yes. This is the God who created the universe. He hung the stars into being. He created all of us. He has all power to do whatever he wants to do. Right. So we should fear God. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But Jesus then turns around and says, are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore. You're more value than many sparrows. Right. So God says, you know, Jesus says that, you know, you got these sparrows that are that are sold. And I'm thinking that they're going to be killed. Right. Okay, yeah. that's the concept here, right? And God knows it. God doesn't yeah. forget them. He knows all the hairs of our head are numbered. So, yes, we should fear this all-powerful God, but God is also all-knowing and loving, and yes. merciful, so don't be afraid of him. Right. You yeah, it's, it's kind of a, seems like a contradiction, not yeah. to fear, but to fear. Right, and, right because we should fear that, hey, this is serious. Yeah. This is, like, God right. is God, and he, and he is serious, and it's more of like a, the respect. Like, I respect and I fear, just like I would... The president of the United States, you know, no, maybe not ours right now, but you know, but the, the office well, of the president is a serious deal. Yeah, it is. Right? Well, I think of like a, you're seven, eight years old, and you have a healthy fear of your father. Absolutely. You well, in a normal family. Yeah, right. But, I get it. Or, <laughs> right. or your mom. I, I said earlier, I was afraid of my mom taking her flip flop off. <laughs> yes. That yes. was a real fear. <laughs> yeah. And they do hurt, by the way. But we can wonder. come to we can come to God without that. fear. Fear of being damned, right? You know, or yep. judged because of Christ, and yep. and so because of that, because we put our faith in Him, uh, He doesn't see us, you know, as wrath, right? And and that's important because if He did, boy oh boy, yeah, we would right. all be in fear. And you, in in the world out there that that doesn't put their faith in Christ, should be afraid, yeah. Because Judgment Day is coming, and that is a scary thing to think about. Well, and, it's the same thing for us if we have the we have that. The correct fear of God and what, and by reading His Word, have the correct fear of the consequences of sin. Then it's going to help us to choose and do those the things that are going to be beneficial to us. Right. It's going to help us to create that that boundary and that structure we were talking about earlier that's going to protect us and our families, so that we can be um, what God wants us to be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's good. Well, I'm afraid that that's uh, that's it. Well, I got something to say oh, real quick. Oh, she's got something to say. <laughs> I got something to say. Well, it's just we've been talking about fear for the last couple of days and, and leading up to this. So I've been reading about it and thinking about it. And, of course, we all have our own fears. I have fears in my life at times. Are and you afraid of me? No, I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, and so um, yesterday I was thinking about that and I was listening to music while I was running on the treadmill, actually. And... Um, there was a song that came on and it said, it has a line that says, um, let my restless soul be still and know that I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. And just that concept that like, I'm, I'm resting in God and like, I have that, how firm a foundation, like all these songs started going through my head. And I was just like, you know, as a Christian, I just don't understand how we, I understand how fear comes, but I don't know how fear can stay in the life of a Christian when we yeah. think about who we have to hold on to. You Fear's know? a liar. Like, 
It is a lot. Right. Well, you know, and I just think, you know, even I, I know we did one on singing a while back, but I just feel like, I mean, just in that moment, like I had five or six songs, like the, the words just came to my head and I was just like, wow. Like, you know, when you talk about meditating on scripture, when you sing the right songs, I'm like, you have these yeah. concepts no, just absolutely. going through your Well, that's head why I was thinking about Psalms, you know, because right. right. those were the songs. They were, right. right. Yeah. And those things, they, they're easier to remember. Yeah. You know, songs are exactly. catchy, yeah. and especially our our songs these days is, is just right. uh, they're pretty catchy, um, and they get in your head. And um, hey, sing them, yeah. sing them. So yeah. yeah, that wasn't one of your remedies, but uh, singing is a good one. Yeah, it is. So singing scripture, it's all good. So thank you for that. Thank you. So all right, guys. Well, uh, we didn't get to Ecclesiastes, you know, but uh, um, uh, that's an interesting verse. I wonder. Okay. Oh, because it said fear God. Okay. I was like, why didn't we? Okay. Um, all right. Well, guys, uh, if you notice my shirt, I'm wearing my Bible Be Host shirt. So uh, if you live in the Louisiana area, Baton Rouge area, actually, and you want to be a part of the Bible Be, sign up. We're a host family. Or if you live somewhere else, you ah, can you sign can do up that. too. That's you true. just won't be part of our host yeah, group. Right. That's, that's okay. true. Yeah. We thought about changing our Bible study. Maybe we should talk to the guys after, not on the show. <laughs> But like we should do our Bible study with the Bible B stuff. So you have the booklets and everything. And anyway, actually, uh, I enjoyed last year. Um, whenever we did, did Ruth, it, right? Ruth, yeah, yeah, that was that was good because we actually yeah. did, we did a Bible study with Ruth, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, this one's John, and um, so the theme is uh, believe. believe, believe, believe is the theme. So yes, I do. So, okay. all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And if you're watching, th- watching, watching, watching. <laughs> uh, thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Hi, I'm Joshua Charleston, the producer for the Mike Charleston Show. If you enjoy listening to the show, please help us spread the word by liking, subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, or just tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment down below. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. We look forward to hearing from you. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Mike Charleston Show. The Mike Charleston Show.